Hello, and welcome to Suture Sidewatch, episode 23. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me hosting is... I'm Brandon from Apollo City Comics. And we are now in November, and November yes. is very special, right, Brandon? Isn't it, isn't yes. it special? It's a magnificent month. Um, One would call actually, it... Actually, November is like a really sad month when you think about it. Oh, because like, you're not it's like the So, like, the shaving... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the shaving part. Like, I can't... I can't... I hate growing out my beard. Like, no shave November. Like, that's just like... I get real itchy. I, I, I clean shave now. I used to have beards. But then, then it's like based on a holiday where we just like slaughtered like an entire nation... And then pretend to defeat him. Like it's the disgusting. food's good. I'm vegan. Like I think it's horrific. oh right. You can't do the turkeys. Um, yeah, the, the isn't there stuff vegan stuffing? Drive. Isn't there like a vegan? Yeah. Stuffing? Oh yeah, we do the whole fucking okay. vegan ham. And do like a tofurkey and all that. Can you take like the tofu and but like there's shape so it much like a turkey? death happening this year. I mean this month more than like almost any other month of the year. Yeah. That's how we're starting the show today. <laughs> So, uh, November is also like, you could think of it as like a Bondsgiving or a Bonds in September or something. Uh, it's our third and final month of Bond James Bond. Bond. Yeah. Cause I remember no there's like a, I forget where I saw it, but it was always like a Bond tricky day marathon and maybe it was Spike TV or something, but it was always like, that would make sense. Right. Yeah. Right. Bond is like a comfort, like you know, Thanksgiving is like a comfort holiday. Bond is like a comfort thing. Especially yeah. for us on the show. Like, that's where we find comfort. Like, it just feels homey. You want to snuggle up and watch an action movie or five that day. You know? Like, you're full. You're not going to move. Like, watch seven <laughs> three-hour movies, you know? You're not moving anywhere. You're, you're done. You're done for the day, sir. Yeah, that's it. Like, yeah. uh, I feel... I was trying to think of it because we planned out Bond in November because we were... I, I don't remember... I thought it was like part of the 007 stuff and then I thought about it and I was like, that makes no sense. There's like two ones. But I don't I don't know why we chose November for Bond other than maybe a Bond. I think in my head that's why I said it. Or maybe if I, if I said it was November, it was because I thought of that marathon and I was like, oh, yeah. perfect. Just like it February just work because it's too. like, yeah, and the February work is it's like love and Bond's always loving a lot, you know what I'm saying? And then June just felt action. Yeah, June summer. feels action summer. Bond always felt like a summer movie at the same time. Uh, yeah, and, and now you know, the, and now November is like we all look at this good-looking guy banging all these girls that's super in shape, and then we're just like all in like warm sweaters, like all full from eating all day. Yeah, you're watching. just like patting your tum tum. You're like, oh boy. So it totally correlates. Yeah. Um, which I mean, speaking about being sexy or looking like a slob, uh, we're talking about Goldeneye today. And we have, I'm going to say it, like the sexiest James Bond out there, uh, Mr. Pierce Brosnan as Bond, his first film. Mr. Brosnan, our Bond, because when we were kids, this was the James Bond who was there for us and was there all the way till what, like, not even high school, actually. It was like really elementary, middle school, I think, was when Bond yeah, was there. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. I don't think there was no. Yeah, because Bond in high school was Daniel Craig already. Daniel Craig was like our. There was like a very was like quick switch. We're not even uh, a quick freshman switch, year but... type of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Or freshman year for you, I think it was like a sophomore year for me. I'm younger than you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That was that. That was uh, 2006. So I mean, I was I was a freshman in 2006. Yeah, and with November, you know, we yeah, we're hitting Pierce Brosnan, we're hitting Daniel Craig, uh, and Brosnan, he had four films, so, like, compared to every other, I'd say half the Bonds we've had so far, this is, like, the middle Bond, because, I mean, obviously, Lazenby, and actually, now he's on the lower tier, lower the ha lower half, because uh, Craig had more Bond movies than him now, but yeah. he still had more than uh, Dalton and Lazenby, so... Yeah, only yeah. four movies, which is crazy. Actually, it was eight years. It was almost, he almost hit that decade, but he never did. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting a fifth movie from Brosnan. That would have been actually really interesting just to see. I want an old man Brosnan as a Bond. That'd be beautiful. That, Dude, actually, that guy is oh my still God. super attractive. They should do that. They should just, uh, they should do like a trilogy of Bond films where, because is Lassenby even still alive? 
Yeah, I'm sure Lazenby's would be still alive. Well, he wouldn't want to do it though, would he? No, because he didn't want to do it in the first place. Yeah, he's still alive. He's 82. Okay. <laughs> they should do it. There, dude. What if that's gonna be the next thing that Amazon's gonna do? I mean, DC's doing it. Marvel's doing it. We're gonna get the James Bond multiverse movie, and we're gonna. Get... <laughs> that's that's not happening. It's. I mean, there won't be a James Bond series ever. There's not gonna be like a unless the producers die. Uh, that's not that's not anything like that's gonna happen. You know what they should do though? They should make George Lazenby M in the next movie. They should Ooh. do that. They should take all the old Bonds and give them crazy jobs. Like make make Lazenby M, make uh, Roger Moore Q, and then like. Uh, Dalton that would be cool right that would be actually really interesting that's how you get the female money penny I mean female uh, James Bond is that one of these guys is going to be money penny um, and that way they could still flirt at the the desk it would just be a creepy old man flirting (laughs) with her Uh, Bond, you just uh, look pretty good. Say, show me when you're training. You got a money penny. You're, you're so adorable. Yeah, it's adorable. Let me get a smack of that. Oh, my hops are too slow. I can't reach as fast anymore. Oh, my God. The, the mind is, the spirit is willing, but the body is frail. Oh, my God. See that would be beautiful. I think that would totally that would totally work out. I feel that would be that would that'd be great. Um, you know, Goldeneye is just one of those. I'm gonna get back on topic. Nonsense. Uh, Goldeneye is okay. It was what 1995. Yes, I was three. Uh, it is one of those movies that like I feel like came out and like no matter where or who you were. Like, you just knew it. Like, I feel like I was born into it. Because uh, what was the last movie that came out before GoldenEye? It was like 19... License to Kill, 1989. Yes. So we've gone, what, six seven years. years. Six, six, seven years. Six, seven years uh, without a movie. And we're being introduced to a new Bond. And I think Miss Doubtfire came out right before this. So... Oh, hello! <laughs> Pierce was in that film and he was also like I know he had auditioned to be James Bond when they were trying to do something with it right before that and he got shot down the part but Goldeneye came around and I guess I don't know how he got like if he re-auditioned or if he was just like the selected one at that point but you know like before internet people were still hating on Pierce Brosnan being this new Bond they're like why Bond is outdated like this is stupid it's not the Cold War anymore like it's 1995, you know? Like, it's Bronson like also powers. feels... He already feels old compared to the other Bonds, too, at the same time a little bit. Yeah, I could see that, too. Yeah, because it's like he looks older than a lot of the other Bonds starting off, but at the same time, you could kind of say, like, if we're keeping in line with the, the idea that, like, from Connery to Brosnan, it's the same guy, you're like, oh, you know, he's he's getting older there, kind of crazy, but it still works. Well, see, that makes sense, too, to our original whole purpose of the show and you can listen to past episodes to hear us rant about that but like that whole continuity aspect it's like okay that makes sense you have this super young sean connery but like in the 90s he's like it's like batman he's just like a little bit older you can see some wrinkles now you know yeah and the fact that like uh this movie has a flashback it's like or it has a time jump a nine year time jump almost a decade so when you're thinking really about it even though Brosnan's in the flashback, the appropriate Bond at the time was probably actually Dalton or more, which is the crazy part. I think I think it would be Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton would be the Bond at that time. I think it would have been hilarious if in the flashback it was Timothy Dalton as Bond, and then it just kind of jumps to Ford and it's fucking well, Brosnan. Hearing you say that made me think, like, I wonder if we look at what Timothy Dalton looked like at the end of his last Bond and then look at that flashback sequence to see if they try to mimic anything to try to make it, you know, like a continuity aspect, you know, um, in terms of appearance, like maybe the shirt or like the way his hair was styled or something. And then it's a little bit different nine years later. I don't, I can't recall or like look at that much detail right now, but that would be kind of a cool little Easter egg if they're, if they were trying to do some sort of continuity. Yeah. But this one really did seem like a whole new like approach and reboot of this character. 
mostly because I feel like this Bond, yes, he's misogynistic. Yes, he's banging all the girls. But it's like turned down a lot, like a few notches, you know? It's fantasy, and they kind of use that fantasy aspect to be like, okay, so we're still going to have these aspects in here, you know? And But it's not it's not Daniel Craig style where it's just not really there at all, but it's just, it's just turned down enough to where like, he does seem like a broken man. He does seem to have some emotion. Like I do connect with Pierce Brosnan and golden eye far more than any other bond before him. Oh yeah. Very much. So like it, it feels night and day difference between him and the other bonds, especially because like when you're a kid and you're watching all the bomb movies, you're like, Oh, this is cartoony or it's like just slapstick or very slow paced. This one's like, Oh, there, here's the action and the music that's like, and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, shit. And it's just Brosnan feeling, I think it's because he's just so, it's the 90s. It's the 90s and we're kids and we have an extra connection to him because he was the one that came out at that time. So he was almost tailored to us to an extent. Well, also, dude, he has the sexiest voice as a bond like if pierce brosman ever talked to me i'd fall in love with him i think that's why when you think about it like i mean okay timothy dalton you see you know he's the he's the the is the professor the doctor in doom patrol right yes yeah Yeah. and he has he he always had that weird like villain look and stuff he was just like uh like in hot fuzz where he's like oh i forget what he says (laughs) in the beginning when he's jogging and you're like who the is that fucking bond and then he gets yeah. like beaten up by a goose and impaled and shit in the mouth, yeah. which is, you're like, oh, it's just one. But with Brosnan, you've got this guy instead being cast as someone that's like, hey, listen to this guy's voice, make him Doctor Fate. Like, oh yeah, dude, it, it, it works. Guys, like you listen to that voice and you're like, oh my god, they're right. It's hypnotic. It's yeah. like no, you hear him talk and you're just like, I want to hear you say. It's like Neil Gaiman's voice, but like sexier. Like I don't want to bang Neil Gaiman when I listen to him talk. I just want to hear him talk forever. But like Pierce Brosnan, I'm like, dude, like when, how can we make this a thing? Like, it's just amazing. You were hooked into it. Yeah. And it, it's also, you think about it, you're like, you know, if you're Robin Williams, you don't understand why your wife left you for Pierce Brosnan. It makes sense. You're like, oh shit. I get it. I, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go dress up as a woman now to get my kids back. <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> i didn't know that either um that's crazy that's true that happened in mrs doubtfire oh in mrs doubtfire yeah okay, that's I'm what i'm talking like, that's I'm why so i said Joseph I, is I haven't seen miss doubtfire uh, in year in decades. dude oh i haven't seen it in probably a 15 to 20 years and it's still ingrained in my head oh exactly my like that movie you, you can't forget moments, that movie it. yeah okay. but um a couple things, too, before we continue forward uh, with the director. I think this is really interesting for the director. So the director is Martin Campbell. Yeah. This is his only Brosnan movie. This is his first Bond movie he's oh, directed. Oh, really? He only directs one more Bond movie. And Which it's one? the movie we're covering later on this month, Casino Royale with Daniel what? Craig. What? Yeah. No way. Is no that, wonder is that they, crazy or what? Like, radiate so well. Like, they just stand out. Um, he's also the director of the Zorro movies with Antonio Banderas. so this dude has a good like i see he's a good opener he knows how to open like the the bond movies like with a new bond it's they they got him for both of the newest bonds and he just kicks it really fucking well yeah he totally hits every mark with this too like dude i don't know like the whole aspect the way it's shot and filmed there's so many just interesting like cinematic shots and you could tell that does make sense thinking about casino royale now too because there's so many scenes in that movie we were just like dude this was brilliant the way they carried this out yeah. uh but even both of them kind of starting with that flashback sequence too oh yeah very much so and that time jump kind of right isn't there a time jump in casino royale like casino royale's I don't remember that. I just watched it. Like we'll, we'll, we'll I, I watched it right before. Um, right, it was the week I watched No Time to Die, oh. and I'm trying to think. I don't think there was a time jump. The only time jump is in Skyfall. I want to say. Okay, so I think, and then like, also No Time to Die. 
that like prequel part that's like all in black and white. Okay. But uh when he becomes a double O, he gets that final kill. I think yeah, because I feel like Casino Royales is like his first mission as a double O. Yeah. And before that was like the whole intro of him as Bond. But I don't think there's much of a time jump, at least that I don't remember. Uh, at least I don't remember there being a time jump at all. Well, either it's like what yeah. you're saying, just like even that introduction to the film, like how we start to each film, it captures you right away. Because, dude, that first mission in Goldeneye, when you're you have what? What's his name uh, from Game of Thrones? Oh, uh, Sean and... Bean playing Alec. <laughs> yeah, Alec. Uh, 006, which is dope. But uh England, James. It uh it captures you and you're just like that sets up the entire film in those first five minutes and yeah. it's action packed and it sets you up for what you're gonna see next. Um But that's interesting about the director though. Uh that's really it's a good observation. It's like the writer for this one, uh one of there's two writers. There uh, the, well there's but... the, the story writer and then there's the screenplay writers. Exactly, yes. Which yeah. the story writer, Michael France has a very short filmography. He only did yeah. seven things, which two of them are both GoldenEye. One's the game and one's the movie. And then he did Cliffhanger, Ang Lee's Hulk, The Punisher, The Punisher video game, and then Fantastic Four. Oh, but those are some cool titles, though. <laughs> not the last one. Oh, not the... I mean... Fantastic Four. Don't. Well, I'm no, not saying it's no, good, but no. it's like in comparison to what we've gotten in other aspects. Like Eternals, um, it's better. Oh, you saw that? Yeah. How real, real fast? Tell me in t- in ten words. It's a fuck you to Jack Kirby. Oh shit! Okay. It's like when you get the comic and you're just like, "This is cool. I'm gonna make this a movie," and you just Jack toss up the comic. That was seven words. Oh damn, I'm good. Yeah, I, I said ten though. Oh, do you want me to do it in ten? That's no, okay. It's fine. I'm, I try to get it less to so like. Yeah. But the the um, screenplay. <laughs> Uh, the guys who wrote the screenplay, Jeffrey Kane and Bruce Fairstein. So looking at their uh, their big, and when I say big, I mean the filmography is basically just, uh, Jeffrey Kane's is just double of the, pre- of the former I just said. And GoldenEye yeah. is his only Bond film written. And then for uh, Bruce Fairstein, he actually sticks he, on. He it's did, crazy. He has three television credits and the three movie credits are his bond movies yeah golden eye tomorrow never dies and the world is not enough and actually wait no no he does so he doesn't do die another day so he does three out of four of the brosnan movies but then he does the golden eye game he does the everything or nothing game he does the from russia with love game he does the golden eye oh. 007 game and he does bloodstone and legends games so he left film and started doing all the game. That that's all he has on there too. That, it's like that's cool. It's very weird though. Like we're looking at a very different like. Remember when we were looking at the earlier, basically the last four bonds, uh, all the writing teams. They would do a thing where it's like it would have a, pretty much the same writer almost every single time. Exactly. And then with it too, they would get a new writer, and eventually you'd see that transition over time where that new writer would become the dominant writer and the older writer would eventually retire off of it this is just a this is just like cutting the rope it's just like a completely new set there's no like mentoring or like collaboration there it's just a complete like new set of people that haven't done a previous bond film there's no they haven't done anything with dalton or more they're just completely new within it and there's no one from previous films either It's, it's just crazy so that like re-cements are like okay so this was a reboot not a continuity even though it feels like a continuity but it's not and the other ones now seem like more of a continuity being the same writers than this one to an extent yeah i mean the, it still has q um oh it's true too yeah the actor that right. plays q uh let me actually pull out his I, I forget what his name is the actor's name do you remember i think I forgot, but he just passed away a few years he ago. He did. I was sad when that happened. It's like your grandpa, you know. What Desmond Lewin. Like, yeah. Lewin. Yeah. I'm not gonna try to say that again. But he actually, you know, what's funny. This is in his last movie. <laughs> no, it's not right. No, he's in two more. He's still yeah. in. Uh, because I think the movie, his last movie, is The World Is Not Enough. Oh. And I that's where we uh that. get. I believe. I thought he finished the Pierce Brosnan stuff. No, he was never in Die Another Day. 
Um, oh. Because if I remember correctly, let me double check and make sure I got the right guy who's in this. Uh, he gets replaced by Monty Python's own uh, John Cleese. <laughs> what? I've yeah. never seen Die Another Day, so I, I did not know that. So in World, so I, I we're not going to talk about this movie for literally probably till 2023 potentially. Yeah. But The World Is Not Enough, uh, it has John Cleese as a character named R, who is Q's assistant, and Bond like and Q mess with this guy. And they're just like, yeah, this dude's like an idiot, but he's going to, you know, I'm getting old Bond and he, he, I need someone to take over for me. And so in Dino of the Day, R becomes Q. So John Cleese is Q in that movie for oh, Dino of the wow. Day. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, we get the whole reset with Daniel Craig. The only person carrying over is Judy Dench. So, which, speaking of, is introduced in Goldeneye. Yes. It's and her first I film here. Yeah. Believe she is the third m now because we had all right we had like the long form at like all of bond's supporting cast was there for like majority of all of the movies and then yeah. at a certain point i want to say somewhere in the middle of roger moore's stint the first m leaves and then it gets recast with another guy and he's mm-hmm. there all the way through dalton and then with brosnan all of a sudden now uh m comes in and actually you know what this also might argue against the whole not continuity thing because she comes in and goes, I know I'm like a new, like I'm the new M. Like, how do you feel about me, Bond? You don't seem like that yeah, pleased. And he's like, that's true. Yeah, I don't really like you at all. And she's like, I'm not a pencil pusher, all this shit. I will make sure I will like let you die in a heartbeat if it's for the uh-huh. good of the mission. Yes. But I still want you to be alive for until I need you to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's such a she. Dude, one of the strongest female characters to be on screen because she just like puts her foot down right away. And like, even as an audience member, you're just like, oh, damn, like, you're right. Like, you look like you could be like pushed over and all this type of stuff. And like, but it's like, no, you are, you are intense. There's a reason why you are M. You she, have clearly earned those rakes. You know what she reminds me of? Because I almost want to say, oh, she was in this, who was influenced by her, but actually, I think she was influenced by John Ostrander's Amanda Waller. Oh, I almost oh. you almost feel that, right? Don't you feel that? Like a yes. this powerful woman that's ready to sacrifice anyone, just like yeah, has no emotion in like when there's briefings or anything. Is just completely like professional and like not monotone, but just like work. You could just yeah. all you hear is work and orders. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's a great way to put it. To be honest, and that's that's even the like aesthetic, her outfits, her uh, her like size and like height, like it's Amanda Waller, like it's oh yeah, to the T. You're totally right, and it's crazy too because um, Judy Dench of all the M's of I believe now four M's if you can't you know like Mallory yeah. uh, after she dies, she is the most ruthless M out of all of them. Oh yeah, easily. for sure, hands down, hands down for sure. She uh. She's intimidating as hell. Um, that's the thing. Like, I you know even in I feel like the Daniel Craig stuff, she got like her justice, like fighting back and like being in a battle and like on the field for a minute. Like, I think she kills one guy and maybe it's like oh, I'm bleeding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's so old. Like, yeah. it makes sense in that in that way too. You know. Um, but damn, she. I love that part too, where you know the whole scene you're just describing. Because at the very end, she's like Bond please don't die. Like at at deep down, you know, she still cares. She's like, yeah, she's the mom of the group at this point. She's taking care of everybody. She's doing everything. Like she's running the show, but she still has empathy for her team and she still wants to see them do. Okay. Oh yeah. And like not trying to get too ahead, but you know, she's in what now she'll, she's in seven bond films, pretty much from golden eye to skyfall. Yeah. That's seven movies. And at least within the Brosnan films, like this is probably her shortest stint. I want to say she's only in like one scene, really. It's a long scene, but it's like just one when you think about it. Besides like maybe a briefing. Um, I don't really remember seeing her that much more often. But No, because in this film, you, you separate, you have so many storylines and you follow characters you don't typically follow. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit. But. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but she is like, I don't remember how present she is in Tomorrow Never Dies. 
I do know she's, at least in, in terms of all the Brosnan films, I think she's her biggest role is in The World Is Not Enough because there's, there's like a personal vendetta That's with right. her in that one. And then yeah. Die Another Day, she probably is probably her second most um, visible. Oh. Um, but that, that's only because I don't remember how Tomorrow Never Die goes. That's a very, that one's a very like foggy one for me uh, in yeah. terms of memory. But yeah, no, they like we have that M, we have Q, we have uh, Money Penny, uh, who, which is how many? Which Money Penny is this at this point? Actually, oh, this is this oh, is Samantha no Bond, idea. by the way, playing Money Penny as well, but. Uh, let me actually check this. I'm I'm curious about this one because I believe she is in Die Another Day. Um, I'm almost positive. Yes. So she is in all four Brosnan Bond films. And then she is not in License to Kill. Okay. So she's only a Brosnan money penny. So huh. she's specific to this character. I, I couldn't remember because I don't think we've gotten to that... Uh, there was a money penny in View to Kill, right? Or in the in the Living Daylights, the uh, Dalton no, one we watched. I don't think so. There wasn't. Doesn't sound familiar. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember. But this one is a little bit different too. She's a little, she's a little more like exhaust, not exhausted, but like she's over. She's not over Bond, but she's like, I'm moving on. I'm not pining over him like in the other movies, where uh-huh. you know she's always like, come on, Bond. This time she's like. You know, I have a life outside of here, and I'm sure you'll be fine without me <laughs> and stuff. But uh, you have her, and then I forgot that Tanner exists before the Craig movies because he's talking shit with Brosnan about M, and then M walks in, and he's like, oh, shit. That's right. That threw me off for a second, too. Okay. Yeah, so he's in it, and then those are, like, you know, your mainstay characters, but they're only there in the very beginning, like, post-flashback in the beginning, and then that's it. And then you are now in Traveling Bond with his international friends, which there are two main ones. There is your Felix substitute. That's exactly what I'm, like, looking at right now, because it's so weird how they put Felix in this. And it's weird trying to, like, find info on this actor and, like, Felix in general. Because when you look at, like, the Wikipedia page, he's not listed as Felix. Oh, really? And in the movie, they never address him as Felix. Yeah, because he's, uh, no, he's, um, Jack, uh, what are they, Jack, Jack Wade is his name. Jack Wade, Yeah. yeah. And it's so weird that they did that because like even when you look on wikipedia he's credited as felix that's interesting yeah because yeah. i'm i'm to be yeah he's jack i think he even says it in uh when they're in russia when he first th- like makes him show his tattoo and stuff and yeah yeah dude that's so cool <laughs> third uh, wife <laughs> <laughs> it uh it, it's funny because he reminds me of that which one was it where I think they're in Japan or something, and there's some crazy car race, and they keep on running into that hillbilly cop, that sheriff. Oh, oh, the fucking that sheriff guy. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're one damn bear, bird, bird, bird. This Felix, this Felix quotations in the air, uh, reminds me of honestly. Like, I mean, I this dude like is him, but... this dude is just he feels like an all American kind of guy. Yeah, like your dude like, from he's like I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, he grills every Sunday, like you know, kiss Which... the chef apron. You know what's really funny? We've seen him in one other... He's in one other Bond movie, and we already watched it. Really? He was a villain in the Roger Moore movie. Uh, which one was Oh, it? yeah. that He was the general guy. Oh, no, not he... in, with the Timothy Dalton's movie. Yeah, he was uh, the general that worked with um, yeah. the Russian dude. He, remember that ter- it had like the Terminator-type dude and everything? Yeah, was, exactly. He, yeah. He, Oh, when I remember watching that, that threw me off because I just I watched GoldenEye a few months before that. Brad Whitaker. And I was just like, Brad Whitaker, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. His whole, that's probably the biggest blunder of this film is like the Felix thing. Like if you would have nailed that CI agent Felix part and kept this guy around, because I don't know if he, does he show up in the other films This too? is his only one as uh, Jack Wade. That's stupid. Like he he's not bad. It fits Bond's personality, especially I don't think, the way. I don't think there's any American 
uh, counterpart in the other three. I'm pretty sure there isn't. I don't think they were bringing a Felix or anything. That would make sense too, because seeing the American uh, side part, like growing up and watching other Bond films, always threw me off because you grew up with Pierce Brosnan's and you have it once and you figure it's like a once every so while thing, but it's way more common than we realize, like even in the books and everything. Yeah. Oh, wait, you know what? I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Uh, he shows up as Wade in uh, No Time to Die. I mean, in uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. But wait, okay, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Wait, is it still? Okay, yeah. So he does show up again in Tomorrow Never Dies. Never mind. Okay. He's in there. He's in one more movie. But then after that, okay. uh, he's not in, he's not in World is Not Enough. And he's is not... that the next film or the third film? Yeah, that's the next film. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I've seen that one. I guess I didn't put that yeah. together. I don't know. Like I said, I, I, that, that movie's a blur to me. That's why. Like, uh, yeah. Die Another Day, I'm, I am more than positive there's no American counterpart because that one is just Bond, like, jumping into uh, that fucking North Korea and then, like, the ice place and stuff. All that weird shit that happens. Um, so there's nothing like that there. And then World is Not Enough. I think there's more Russian. The Russian dude in this one actually comes back. Oh, okay which uh huh. valentin zakovsky who bond shot and made him like, <laughs> yeah a, like, give him a limp and that's i remember that scene distinctly i still remember that quote where he's like oh yeah walter ppk this specific type is only i uh-huh. know only three men that use it and two are i killed two of them yeah which means uh what, what are you doing here bond yeah exactly yeah. the whole history they set up in those in that scene is brilliant like, how do you put, like, Bond's track record and then introduce somebody and give their history at the same time all within, like, five lines? Oh, yeah. Like, it is so well executed. It's one of my favorite parts. Um, you know, that, that's that's a key part of this. The characterizations in this film are absolutely wonderful, and they're easy to digest. You don't feel confused. You could see, like, personality types. You could see who's with who right off. Nothing's blurry, you know? It's, like... It is very much the older Bond movies, but just like done well. Like I think that break is something they needed and to really take, okay, what what worked and what do we know Bond as? And okay, he has gadgets, he's on adventures, he uh there's always gonna be a pretty girl, but what how can we make him a better man? And that's by giving him those flaws, that ability to care, uh you know, the way he is with this girl is not like the way he is, you know, Sean Connery. Sean Connery would have banged this girl within five minutes and then banged the bad girl. I just shaved your life. Don't I get a thank you? Yeah. <laughs> just like, what the fuck? She's like, you held the elevator door open. What are you talking about, Sean? You know, she means nothing to me. Uh, I shaved you. <laughs> so, you want to see my penis? <laughs> She's got oh a license God. to kill. <laughs> yeah like it's like they got like the good the stuff that worked that defines him but they even like tweaked all of that and made it a little better especially with all the gadgets he got from q the sub is my favorite oh my god okay i didn't didn't, sorry i gotta say this i didn't realize uh so you know valentin zakovsky is played by robbie coltrane do you know who he plays also (laughs) I knew he did something like really awesome. But I, I just, don't I just, he plays Hagrid. Yes, yes, oh, yes, exactly. That's Harry. why. Yes, that's I why. Didn't. Uh, I had to see him face. Oh my right, God. right when you see him, it's him without the beard. I was like, wait, that, I was spacing that out super hard. Yeah, it's Hagrid, and that's what makes it even better. Like, I think he pops up in one more Bond film, does he not? I believe he's in World Is Not Enough. Let me double check because I do think there's some crazy shit that happens in that one. That like, but he, yeah, I was right. Yes, he is in that yeah. one specifically. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now I'm just imagining Hagrid coming into his hut after working, and you just hear the click of a gun, like it just being like uh, cocked, and he just is like, "Oh, Bond, you're, you're here in Hogwarts. What are you doing here?" <laughs> oh my gosh! I was looking at the wrong credits. I was trying to find it. Um. Man, that would be brilliant. That's the crossover we need. Harry uh, Potter and James Bond. Yes, exactly. It's all in London. It's magic. You know. Yeah, we have wands, Bond. I have my own, I have my own wand. If you want to shoot, it's got some powers. Just not with it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone? No one's old enough for that. The heart of Maxima. 
Um, and also, you know, the Bond girls in this film, again, it's like hard to like every Bond movie. You're just like, is this my favorite Bond girl? Like, it's hard not to question yourself. These two are a different. They, they, these two do some crazy things in different ways because, all right, when you think about all the other Bond girls, they're usually either out for vengeance. Yes. They're innocents that somehow get dragged into it, uh, doing random shit, or they're like working with Bond or whatever. And, or they're with the, uh, they're with the villain and turn, like, switch sides or yeah. sometimes betray Bond or whatever. These two are more. They have very distinct personalities that set them apart from everyone. Like you could easily think uh, specifically like first one off uh, Natalia Simonova played by Isabel Skorupko. Skorupko. She is like, why do you pe- Why do you have to kill people? Like, why, why do you? <laughs> right? What the fuck is wrong with you guys? And why are you always like doing piss contests? Like, what's up with this? Yes. To the, like what, what's this when bond is talking to like the defense minister or something and they're like the defense minister is interrogating bond and bond's giving him shit the whole time and she just straight up they're being interrogated by this guy and she's like would you two shut up for a second like what is wrong you're both acting like children and then like tells him everything and the guy goes oh oh so you guys aren't actually oh it's someone else doing it and then he just fucking dies and you're like oh shit son of a bitch but like She's very much just like not into it. Just like when at the beach and she's talking to Bond who's like lamenting, which I want to get to him and Alex relationship later because that's another uh-huh. whole thing oh, yeah. by itself. Um, she's like, why, why do you have to do these things? Like you don't need to like what's with you having to kill each other and like so cold hearted. There's like no warmth in you. And he's like, I have to, you know, that's how I stay alive. There's yeah. no warmth in me. And yeah, she, I don't know, she just does a cool job with that, not to mention the fact that she's a hacker, you don't really, or yeah. like a computer programmer, and you never get that with the other uh, women. Sometimes they might be a little bit athletic, or uh, some form of martial uh, power, but otherwise, none of them are like brain brain like that. I don't think, no. right? No, yeah, exactly. It's hard, it's rare that they're actually like this. They're always doing something else. It's never this occupational um like literally like you know like it's, it's i'm trying to find the right word not like intelligent work but like she's a hacker it's computer systems and stuff like that uh, i'm trying to think of professions of the other bond girls at the same time i can't recall anything off the top of my head but uh you know you know what's funny she's in one movie that i recognized and i was like oh shit she's in rain of fire with those dragons and like matthew oh, mcconaughey oh crap it's like matthew mcconaughey's like i have dragons <laughs> Yeah, that movie's dope as hell. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's such a good movie, guys. If you haven't watched Rain of Fire, that's Don't actually watch a Rain of Fire. It it's is, a forgotten two thousands dragon, early two thousands dragon movie where the dragons like destroy the world because they were like uncovered and stuff. Yes, and it's so and it's good. Cool. Doesn't it's you know, Christian it's Bale not even cool? Yes. Yeah. Tear shit up in that movie, dude. Like, dude, that whole movie. It it's a good movie. It's, it's really just good. a good film. Yeah. Like, and it's also, underrated uh, what's as it hell. called? Uh, Burn by Matic Gravity. That song "Burn." Matt oh yeah, plays. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I heard it again for the first time in so many years. Instantly became. It's probably honestly, if you look at my like, I think it was twenty twenty Spotify playlist, and all of a sudden like rose up in top ten. It's like, why is the song here? I'm just out again here. It's like, don't ask. Yeah, you're just like, oh, it has to be. <laughs> but um, yeah. you know what's great about her character too is that this is one of the only Bond films where we like follow the female's storyline on her own for on her own for yes. a good while of the film. Like we, she is a very prominent, like practically main character, not just like the side bond girl. Yeah. To the, to the like full way she survives in the beginning when they massacre yeah. the, uh, the base, the station there and like how sad she is when she sees like her friend dead and everyone else and how is she dead. survives and like, yeah, Oh, the when she's like freaking out, she sees the dogs and you're like, "Oh, thank God!" But yeah, yeah they, like, they do. It's... They make it very sad when she's like surviving through, it. like when she gets out and there's like no one left alive. They, yeah. they do a good job with it, especially when she's like saying her name because it's like voice mod. It's like the the way they open the door is to say her voice, and she's just like freaking out when she's doing it. It's yeah, so good. it yeah. it's so good. Like she, I, I thought she did a wonderful performance, and 
you're right just like her grit and how she was able to shut the boys up and just like you know the female characters in this film were just they were strong they they really did they weren't your typical bond women but then you get of course your you know bond's not too much like this but jesus christ uh uh what's her name zena on the top <laughs> Zenia on the top. Zenia on the top. Zenia on the top. Safe word is there is no safe word. Like, that's like. Played by Famke Jansen, fucking Jean Grey. Yes, exactly. It's Jean Grey, dude. Yes. I looked at that and I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand. It is so weird. I'm so fucking flabbergasted that that's the same fucking person. It's one of those things where, like, I never thought Jean Grey was, like, very attractive in the X-Men movies. But, like, I always had, like, a weird attraction to her. It's like, oh, it's because you're on a top from Goldeneye. That's why, like. Dude, that fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Guys, we're about to start apologies in advance. But goddamn, like, she comes in and she's, she gets off on, like, pain and choking and killing yep it's insanity and she's like doing all these screams like these orgasmic type of screams and you're watching all these people die and you're just like what am i supposed to be feeling right now yeah it's like when you watch uh like the evil dead you're just like am i happy am i sad yeah you're like i don't i don't understand i'm supposed to feel bad for all these people dying but i'm just really but like i really want the scene to last colonel urge in this yeah that's really great (laughs) you can like keep it going and you know her and Bond's chemistry is just too funny. Like it is just the the sauna scene. Um, Bond's that like whole leave me part. alone. Yeah, like, you're <laughs> too much. Hilarious. He's like, no, this is you're ridiculous. Get out of here. This is this is too much. You're like, you're Honest, just hurting me, dude. That sauna scene did not go far enough, man. Anyway, but yeah, you know, like it's they could have gone so much farther. I was like, I, right. I remember when I was younger watching it and seeing how it ends there, and I just remember being out loud like, ah, oh, it's a new <laughs> scene. <laughs> <laughs> why did they stop the scene <laughs> dude but like even her comebacks like in the jungle when they're in like cuba and all that like the way she like tackles him in the forest and everything that whole fight scene is it's cool it's intense like she she just owns it she's That's like this part. time the pleasure will be all mine and you're like oh fuck <laughs> i feel like she is what they're you know what uh what's her name uh, uh, spacing out her name, but she spawned. It's uh the 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 villain, the girl in uh spawned, the one that actually like sets them on fire. Uh oh, the uh the the woman that's like helping, yeah, the main guy, and then she yeah. doesn't she like it got pretty badly. Yeah, she gets got yeah. pretty badly. Oh, so it reminds you <laughs> of her? That's yeah, funny. like I feel like they were trying to like incorporate that um. In, in Spawn, I feel like that like this was the model they used to be like, oh fuck, we should do this, but like her whole outfit and everything, and I just thought it was similar. Yeah, no, I, I get that for sure, and got, like she does such a good job of. There's no other Bond type character like her. Like there are no. none. That you don't get that female villain that's just like super sexy and seducing and just like literally tearing you up <laughs> like you're literally uh, you think about it and you're like of all the bond villains this is the one i just want to die from yeah, this is the yeah, one that needs yeah, to kill me yeah. of all the terrible ones <laughs> yep. you know what's f- okay i wrote a note specifically about this but when um the admiral or like you know that dude that was in charge of the ship that she kills uh, oh yeah, yeah in the beginning where she's like i can't Zenya, i can't breathe and she's like ah <laughs> and you're like whoa what a way to go bro yeah you know it could be worse ways but when bond finds him in the closet and he falls out he has the biggest grin like he yeah. looks happy as hell when he dies and you're just like hey, it's like I mean, what what do you die from snoo snoo and you're like oh okay <laughs> once you accept it you accept it you know yeah it's just one of those things i, I feel like uh Xenia is the only character where like you're straight up after you fight her it just shows you and you have like a pelvic cast and you're like I had snoo snoo just like at the end of that Futurama episode I feel <laughs> I feel like she's the one Bond villain that like if I ever got in a fight with and I survived and came home like my wife would still leave me and she wouldn't believe when I'm just like I fought a Bond villain like this isn't what it looks like like literally I had a fight oh, you for try my to win? life <laughs> hey I mean gotta try to get round two 
you know. Oh, that's yeah, you got a point there, yeah. Don't yeah, it'd be like, "Oh, I want a rematch every week." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's she's so savage. I can't help it. Yeah, it's that's so a, funny. that's the thing. They like pushed it's like everything they took away from Bond as a character, they just put into her. And she is like the female Bond we would get in the sense. Like that's about how I picture a female oh, yeah. Bond if they ever did it. Like if you're going to take this character and do that with them, you're still going to think that she's going to be like banging people and taking their lives. And that's what Bond does. He bangs people and takes their lives. Um, but this is how I would envision it. And that's why it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, yeah that's why they shouldn't do it <laughs> it's like when i was it's like when you're a little kid watching this because like you're watching it and you get the game and everything and you see this and you're like for me it's like oh kimberly the pink power ranger i'm like i think i like girls you know it's pink kimberly right. the pink power ranger. you got a crush on yeah. her then you watch like a couple years later you watch goldeneye or like a few years later and you're like i am not gay at <laughs> all <laughs> I know exactly where I stand here. Yes. yes <laughs> Thank you, exactly. Famke Jansen. You've helped me decide. <laughs> it was very but then easy. again, I mean, with Pierce Brosnan in that movie, <laughs> makes you question everything, doesn't it? No. <laughs> not at all. Not with, her, not with her there. It doesn't make you think about it at all. <laughs> That's very true, too. Honestly, she steals the show from Pierce. Like, when she's in the scene, like, you really don't care who else is in that You're scene. You're like, oh, boy, another scene. <laughs> She's yeah, movie. like because it's it's one, it's intense, and two, you're just like, what are you gonna surprise me with next? Yeah, like, what's what's on the what's even, on the menu for today? I don't even know how to defend myself at that point. Like you're just like, whoa, uh, and either does Bond. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fight. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh shit, <laughs> this could go anywhere. <laughs> like, uh, you're fucking crazy. Like, yeah, it's one of those. Um, I don't know. It's it's so unique, and I think that was a like, great again rebooting Bond and doing these little twist ups. And incorporating this character like that really just shows like the shift and uh, tone and dynamics that they were going for. Definitely. Yeah. Which. Uh, hmm. Oh, I mean, I would say which. I mean, going to another character. Alec. You have Alec. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. Double O six. Um, also you've... known as what was his um, what was his other name? Y- Yen Yen something. I forget. Who was like a. It was like his Russian Cossack name that he oh, used. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I But hey, I'll look it up. <laughs> um, it's crazy. This dude has had so many great roles. Like, and he dies in every role. It's just like a continuous thing that's always been his. Except his for that game. Jodie Foster movie, Flight Plan. I remember it very distinctly because he doesn't. I'm trying die. to think of that. I'm trying to think of fight flight plan. It was oh. like her her kid was on the plane with her, and then the kid goes missing, and then she's like, "Where's my kid?" And everyone's like, "You're crazy. You never had a kid there." And then there's like a whole terrorist plot there, and she thinks it's the everything. Everyone starts thinking it's the Middle Eastern guy when it turns out to be the actual air marshal that's on the plane, and then Sean Bean's the pilot. Interesting. I think yeah. it's like way before my time and whatnot too. It was pretty crazy. Uh... <laughs> Uh, it's funny this was right after that movie black beauty black beauty it's just a movie about a horse and that's where he he went from that to the spy movie and he's such an actor. does he die in black too. beauty does the horse shoot him <laughs> i'm trying to think of oh, like, oh no the horse. horse is a gun sean bean look <laughs> out <laughs> not again um but man, oh janice janice is his Jan- uh, oh okay yeah are you sure? Dude, or is it Giannis? Is it Giannis? Giannis. I think Giannis. it's Giannis. I think it's Giannis. 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 Yeah. Giannis. Definitely don't go by my pronunciations. Um, yeah, definitely don't do that. Uh, was he also in the video game? Uh, maybe. Checking right That'd now. Be interesting. You know, his whole dynamic with Bond is really cool. You Nobody's have... in the Golden 19 Turner music video. Oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, like having, giving Bond a nemesis like it was kind of like what they did with uh the daniel craig stuff but like instead of being his brother it was his ex-partner that's like kind of the batman and red hood thing that emerged for a minute like they thought this person was dead and they're not and now it's like their biggest enemy and i wonder if that's where they got the idea for red hood they just saw goldeneye and they're like i'm gonna do this in batman like i don't know what else to do um but hey i mean that could be it but uh it's it's one of those cool 
things because you see it happen and then he's kind of like back from the dead operating from the shadows like hunting down bond living in a train living in a train like it's it's such a bond's villains are just so fucking crazy you know what i mean like they're obsessive as hell one of them throws a hat (laughs) i can't wait to get to that Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's ridiculous but like his whole you know everything he turns against bond and tries to get revenge for the whole three minute to six minute thing like that's a big like i thought that was a cool like little notion and then he gave bond three minutes and i don't know i thought he was just a very worthy villain and i thought the way he took over and how he was operating it was just one of the most interesting dynamics because it was like personal it wasn't just like okay i'm gonna stop you from destroying the world i'm gonna stop you because of that but it's also like this is personal now this is you and me like we have history together we i trusted you i cared for you like i cried over your death type of thing and it's like dude you're an asshole like (laughs) what a dick you know yeah no for sure like his whole thing of like i thought it was very interesting the way they handled the story form because it was very much just like oh we're gonna talk about it for a second and then you just kind of go along with the rest going like oh i understand now the whole point of why he's doing everything but they don't take that much time for it they just kind of throw it out there fast and it's gone and then you just proceed to what's next and that whole thing where it's like oh yeah the cossacks in world war ii you know they betrayed the soviet russians and started helping the nazis and then they surrendered to the british the british then turned them over to stalin stalin killed all of them and their parents like uh, his parents like somehow i guess survived england uh, or made it back to the uk and then both died and were given to uh hit and pretty much uh Alec was given to MI6 as a child. Yeah. So he was like raised into it to become like an ultimate like fucking spy master Weapon. killer. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just a whole fucking basket right there of like, oh yeah, the sins of the UK, or the sins of England and stuff. But then you get his, you think like, oh, was there a thing in the middle where maybe he got brainwashed or anything and it's like no he planned this from the very beginning even when they were friends like he always had this planned back when he was like a child yeah and that's what makes these bond character i mean villains you know their main villains so intense like it's so obsessive their plans you know stretch out for decades sometimes literally like you know like it's just one singular goal and nothing's gonna stop them you know, literally it takes like them dying at the hands of like whatever they're doing to like stop them. Like these guys are the craziest types of villains. Like, and it's not even like a one and done type of deal. Like they, they are always going to be there. Like, I feel like Bond villains are worse than like Batman villains. Like you straight that's up have a, to put these that's guys a down. big claim. Well, I mean, in terms of like, how irrational they are and how driven and how obsessive and like how like literally crazy they are and the extent they go every single time like if you don't kill these guys you're not gonna stop them you know at least batman villains like you there's there's a there's a stopping point to an extent you know i mean yeah i mean batman doesn't like with the whole not kill thing so they keep like coming back later over and over yeah whereas yeah these ones are all pretty much killed every single time i don't think any of them ever get away any of them ever survive except for like yeah. blofeld who then just gets thrown into a fucking nuclear reactor later on anyway yes. movies many movies later yeah um holy shit yeah and then you know he survives he survives inspector and then, and then just fucking gets killed in no time to die <laughs> so blofeld oh yeah blofeld's the only one that ever survives a movie to then die in another movie but yeah. otherwise, every villain fucking dies each fucking time. Yeah, you have to. Like, there's no other option. You need to take these people in because they're just too insane to even attempt to rationalize and save and stop. Like, I um, think that would be a very interesting prospect, though, for the future Bond is have a villain and don't kill that villain and then make that villain an ally down the line. Yeah. That would be a yeah. very cool concept that they never seem to do. But that would be a way that would that would be an interesting way to do something like that. But and you know, uh, you know, something else that was unique about this movie is that it wasn't based off of a film. Like but, it was very, or I mean, 
based off of a book my bad um it was very in fleming influenced in terms like this one i feel like captured more of bond that i know in the books than the previous ones and closer to what daniel craig was becoming you know like pierce like actually he actually acted like in comparison to previous bond uh actors and everything like he really he's like my friends betrayed me i feel sad yeah you know like like, bond can be sad what yeah it's 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 more i don't know it's weird to say more modern um like men have feelings starting in the 90s or something but like it's just like much more uh I think that's why we connect with him so much better. And he's not, he is misogynistic to an extent, but not like to a disgusting. Hey, extent. when you gotta, when you gotta pass a psych evaluation, you gotta do what needs to be done to pass a yeah. psych evaluation. Yeah. Dude, Even oh, <laughs> I thought that was a cool, you know, I thought you would dig that too. That whole driving scene. I feel like that's a whole James Bond, like. Oh, that was an ultimate now. James Bond thing, yeah. Yeah, like just speeding down the thing, and you have a girl like you're going against, and all that, and it turns into a whole ordeal. Like I thought that was, a, I feel like we see that in every great James Bond movie. And you're flirting reason. with both girls simultaneously. Yes. That actually, that was like that one, the the fucking man with the golden no, yeah, the man with the golden gun, where uh, what's your fi- good night has to hide in the closet. Well, he sleeps with the other yes, one when they were about exactly. to sleep together. <laughs> yes. Oh, like... my gosh. That was stupid. <laughs> but he does it in such a classy way, too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's flirting with the other driver, but then he pulls over and then he opens, like, the middle compartment and there's a bottle of champagne. You're just like, damn, dude, that was classy as hell. Yeah. Like, he wasn't just going to, like, bang her in the seat next to her like, you know, Sean Connery would have. Like, he's like, no, I got us a drink. We're going to. And I respect female authority. Yeah. He told me to stop and I stopped. <laughs> it's it's i don't know it was uh again just a a different bond than what we've been used to oh yeah you know it's it's pulled back from daniel um because we haven't evolved but it has definitely evolved from the other films to make a big enough difference to see like okay this is not what we're used to this isn't like they point out in the film like this isn't the cold war this isn't you know the the past missions this isn't the way we used to act like this is something new it's a new approach to everything and I had enough familiarity to be Bond, but enough fantasy to be like, okay, I shouldn't take this that seriously. And this all this all seems to work in this world. Yeah. And actually to stack onto that too, it's like at the end when he's like, Oh, looks like we're alone. It's like, are you sure about James? And he's like, Yeah, like, who else could be out here? Oh, hey, Jimmy, I'm over here. <laughs> it's like, wait, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, what were your marines and he's like oh they've been here the whole time marines and they just all yeah. stand up around him and then three helicopters come out of nowhere like i thought that was cool as we hell. were hiding in the sky with our helicopter yeah <laughs> so fucking good uh, and then was... like just their attitudes too like when he picks her up and starts like carrying her away and they're just laughing and stuff together. yeah so there, there's a definite like change there as well with this character yeah, it was, it's definitely, you know, rewatching it, you know, it's one of my favorite Bond films for sure. Um, definitely within my top five, I would say. It's somewhere up there. Like, like I said, once we get through every Bond film, we got to do like, I feel like there's rankings you could do with the movies, with the songs. I don't yeah. know how we're going to do about like the, the Bonds. I don't know if we want to rank the bond girl that seems like a that's a that's a part you know <laughs> that's a, yeah it's a whole thing we there. can name our favorites yeah there you go yeah there you, Honor, go. Yeah. There, you just named all of them yes yes yeah well i mean what? it's hard to choose from. yeah but um yeah i don't know it's uh do you have any other thoughts on goldeneye in general uh not on the film itself though but i do want to say like this film came with something that actually overshadowed the film which was insane Yes, overshadows a lot still. You know what I mean? It's crazy. The game is... That changed, I feel like, games to a certain extent, right? Like, that was like a total... It was like the way when Doom came out, like how it just transformed gameplay in general. Yeah, this this was the co-op shooter. I mean, this is like the the split-screen shooter that defines split-screen shooter. Uh, GoldenEye was on the N64, and it does have like a whole story mode and stuff, but no one ever talks about that. Everyone's talking about when you're playing with your friends and you have all the guns, you're running around, you're killing everything and uh, you have different modes. Like you have all those like with the weapons from the movies, 
but then they go hey you want to do slaps only yeah slaps only and you're basically fucking slapping people with your hand yes. and there's like you can get the golden gun in it which is an instant kill instantly like it kill it, it it's an instant kill like instantly you die <laughs> it there's a lot to it and it was a really great like you talk to any person that grew up in the 90s they will tell you all their golden eyes stories and then they try to bring this game back yeah and it doesn't work and you go oh fuck it was only good at that time Yep. It really fucking, it, it aged very badly. Don't yep. play this game now. It, it, it's a great memory game, but just like most... Just, just keep that memory. Just hold on to that. Like, I hate to say it, just like most other games of older eras, they don't hold up to today. Some do. Ooh, don't get me wrong. Some do still. Yeah. But many, Goldeneye included, do not. But this doesn't do it. Yeah, that game, just like if you talk to anyone that's in their 30s, early 40s, uh you say goldeneye and they go yeah the game they won't see the movie they'll see the game right yeah no you're totally right like it's you're kind of forgotten about and i i remember the game way before like aspects of the movie you know just like the navigation just being with i played the game before watching it. the movie i probably did too because we were, we were really young yeah yeah and i couldn't actually you know what's funny i couldn't get the game my mom wouldn't let me buy it in the beginning i had to I go didn't... i always went to my friend's house to play it and what sucked I... was because I'd go to my friend's house to play it. They played it all the time. I'd get my ass kicked all the time. So it's yep, like your, that was your friends that are playing those games <laughs> invite you over to lose every that Mario Kart. It that, was 100%. Or, I didn't yeah. have an N64 um, as a kid. I, I used my brothers. And so I'd only see them on weekends every so on. We'd only be able to play so much. Uh, so I'd always get my ass kicked. And Steve would just whoop my ass at every Damn. game ever because he just got to. Yeah, it's a... Yeah. It was a curse. It really was, but it was still a fun ass game. That's for sure. And everyone would shoot. You know, you'd all fight over which color N sixty four controller you'd be using. Do you want the blue one, the green one, the translucent purple one? Oh, uh, that was mine. That was loser gets hell. gray. The loser always yeah. gets gray. Yeah, yeah, that's like the saddest thing. I think I'd pick black over gray too. Like oh, the, yeah. co- the colorful, the colorful controllers were always like the coolest ones for sure. Easily. But. Yeah, the the see through green one I had too. That oh, you cool. had that? That was a cool yeah. one. That was a really yeah, fucking that was cool. A really good one. Yeah. Did you see um real fast the for the Switch they brought for their expansion pass online you could play in sixty four games now. Oh, and is it like, up now? Yeah, they're like, oh well, here you could use this. Uh, we we made a new N sixty four controller to use, and everyone's like, oh, what color is it? Do we get to choose colors? We made a gray controller. No, no everyone's like the, the gray controller. F- fucking, I'm not gonna buy it. I want the give me the goddamn green. Yeah, <laughs> give me the green and the purple one. Like so, yes. yeah. It was, I, was, I was like, I gotta check you... that out. I didn't know that was already on the Switch. I'm gonna oh, yeah. check that out as soon as this ends. Yeah, it costs an extra thirty dollars. I'll do it. Majora's yeah. Mask, I'm down. <laughs> Doctor Brandon, he's got a family plan. He's adding everyone too, so you don't have yes. to pay extra. You pay like five bucks instead, like ten bucks or something. No, give me your, give me your family plan. I jumped on his family plan already. Whoa! Oh, like Brandon M's. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm gonna jump on that one then. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're all splitting the cost. We don't have to pay oh, like okay. a I'm dumb do amount. That. Yeah, it's not worth yeah. it. It's not worth oh. fucking fifty dollars. <laughs> no, no, hell no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's stupid. Yeah, I'll jump on that boat too. I'll message yeah. you guys about it. But, but, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. right. Anything else? Anything else? <laughs> no. Uh, this was like I, I, I didn't think I was gonna enjoy it as much as I did going back to it. Um, and I really, really just enjoyed it. And there is a book out about it. It's not an Ian Fleming book. But one day, like when I'm in my 60s and I just read random crap for the hell of it. Already. Oh, is it those random licensed books that come out yeah. with the movie? Oh, that's not the same. Yeah, I don't know if same. it's a random light. It might be. I would assume so, going by the writers here. Yeah. And then how'd you, real fast, how'd you feel about the Tina Turner or GoldenEye song? Oh, you know what? I liked it. I yeah. like the hell out of it. And you know what? I knew it was from 95 or something. So I was like, this is perfect. Like, how can you not? Like, who else would you choose at this point? You know? Yeah. I thought it worked pretty well. But that has been that has been our GoldenEye Pierce Brosnan episode. We will see Pierce Brosnan next November, everybody. Uh, really? Yeah. Damn. You're All right. right. Isn't that? I mean, that yeah, that's what we got to do. It's no time to die. No, not to die. I always... I now because no time to die I mix that one up with tomorrow never dies so they keep confusing those two 
but oh yeah. yeah yeah and one year we'll talk tomorrow never dies and that'll be a that'll be a fun one because that's got um michelle Yeoh in it and i'm really yeah. excited to talk that about one's that. i really like the next film i yeah. saw that one recently too because that intro is fucking dope oh, really yeah ah so good yes okay cool 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 yeah so that's gonna be fun but otherwise this month we also have our intro well what was supposed to be our intro to daniel craig instead we you know we did no time to die already so you're getting his final film first but uh we're doing his first film casino royale along with the original version of casino royale so we're actually going to talk for the first time about two movies in one episode and we'll be comparing those uh brandon's gonna read the book so we'll talk about the book as well so there'll be three different perspectives there to talk about so that'll be a really Mm -hmm. cool one yeah yeah I'm hyped because it'll be our Thanksgiving kind of episode too. So it's like what we were just talking about at the beginning of episode. Watch two Bond films and, you know, just eat a lot of food. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. But Brandon, where can people find you? Check out Apollo City Comics on all podcast platforms, YouTube, Instagram. I need to do more on the TikTok. That was going really good, but I have everything in drafts. Um, And we have so much cool stuff. Just check out what we're doing. We took a little break, but we're hitting episode 101 soon. And we have a live episode coming out in December. Come hang out with us. And uh, Cameron might even be there. So we're doing an over-under where we get to like submit stuff and choose like what we think about characters, artists, whoever. So check that out. We'll, we'll we'll see if I should. I don't. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I might be in LA. Who knows what's happening? Well, you, you could be. You can message us and yeah, be in the be chat. Like, hey guys, uh, yeah, I'm in line. I'm, I'm gonna be at Universal Studios again potentially. I just don't know when I'm gonna be there. So I'll just be at Harry Potter Land again, be like drinking butter, be like, hey, what's going on over here? Are you doing yes, Amanda? This yes. <laughs> is my wizard voice. For, for a minute, Wingardium Leviosa. It's <laughs> how you say it. Uh. I hope if we have British list, I doubt we do. But if we did, I hope we get more now because of this, and not less. I think it would be oh more. God. I think they'd appreciate this. Less. You guys love McConaughey, right? You guys love McConaughey. Okay, yeah. Message just let us know if you like McConaughey. But yeah, and then of course you're listening to this on Suture Side Talk, the channel, which also has the weekly show where uh, my co-host James and I talk about uh, what we've been watching and playing. And uh, our last episode talked about dune and the episode before that godzilla singular points you could uh check those out and then uh we also got the cut of steel which we got another episode coming up soon um and i get to watch doom patrol so we're probably new birds prey nice. but we can knock that out and then uh yeah up to it down to it we'll probably have another episode out soon ish i'm thinking we'll do something potentially halo related we'll see we'll see uh but yeah and of course follow us on instagram uh twitter and tiktok at your side talk and you can follow me at gogocomzilla on twitter but i hope you guys have a great couple weeks here enjoy this watch the movie freak out uh don't let any russians strangle you with their legs um and as, even if even if it's really cool and she's screaming and you're like holy shit just don't you know just watch out watch out guys until then have a great week thanks for hanging